Hello and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are. Helping you find a more positive way through your grief. Hello and welcome back to the Widow Podcast. It's so lovely to have you here again. Um, I just love doing this. I really do. I love sharing the conversations. We've had so many amazing conversations recently. And I just love the feedback I get from you guys telling me how it has helped because that's exactly what I want to do here is help you, help you find your way through your grief in a more positive way, because I know how difficult it is and it really is. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our person's possessions, because it's so hard, right? It's so hard. And you know, whether you've had a a sudden loss like myself, you you know, Simon literally was here for breakfast and gone for lunch and their stuff is exactly how they left it. Or whether it's been, you know, you've lost them through an illness and it's been coming over time and you've, you've had some time to maybe sort out some things or talk about what they want that, you know, done with, with their stuff. It's still incredibly hard. It's really hard knowing what to do and knowing when the time's right. So many people say to me, when? When should I do this? When should I do that? When should I sort out their clothes? When should I stop wearing my wedding ring? When should I throw out their toothbrush? And it bothers us. It really, really bothers us. Of course it does because our person has gone. They've gone. They have they have left this earth and there is so much around our homes that are connected to them, deeply connected to them. And thinking about just throwing it in the bin feels wrong, feels like you're just erasing them from your life. Like you're kind of going, cool, don't need that anymore. Let's just get rid of it and move on. And there's guilt and there's anguish and there's heartache around doing these things. And it's a lot to think about because there's so many things, isn't there? You you know, and it really does range from wedding rings, their wedding ring, your wedding ring, their ashes, their slippers by the bed, their shoes by the front door, their toothbrushes in the bathroom. There's so much, there's so much around the house that is them. And I think initially we want those things. We want those things because it's kind of so hard for us to process the fact that they're gone. How can somebody be here one minute and then gone the next? What happens? What, where, where do they go? What is all that about? I think that's a really hard thing for our our brains to process, fathom, get used to. Um, And looking around our homes and seeing their, their possessions, the things that they used in their daily life or the things that they loved, I don't know, it just can bring us, I guess, 
some connection to them, um, a source of comfort. And we need that. We need that so desperately. We really do. And, you know, it's, I guess my, my one sort of general thing I say to people is that everyone will do this very differently. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I, I speak to people that, you know, very quickly take their rings off, have a clear out, do whatever it is they need to do so that that enables them to move on. Then I speak to others that are like eight, 10 years in and they still wear their wedding rings and they may well be in another relationship. They may not. Um, they still have the, the stuff around the house and, you know, maybe their ashes are still at home. It's, it's a very individual choice as with everything grief related. It, it is unique to us. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just finding your way and never doing anything because you feel pressure to from society, from friends around you, from yourself. You, you know, we are terrible at putting pressure on ourselves. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. We should be somewhere different. We should be doing better. And there's no shoulds. There is no shoulds. And I think the minute we can kind of get our head around that and just accept what is, accept that our reality is the way it is and that we will figure it out as, as we move through our journey, the kinder that will feel to ourselves. So I'll tell you my story um, around what I have done with Simon's stuff and what I did with Simon's stuff. Not to say that this is the right way, but just it's just a story and and parts of it will resonate with you and, and parts of it won't. But I remember um, so Simon died in September 2016. And we had all arranged to do a um charity um mud run here in the it was end of April, I do believe. Um there was about 50 of us. And uh, we, we trained for it. <laughs> Still wasn't very good at it, but we did it. We raised a lot of money for Winston's Wish and it was amazing. What you weren't allowed to do was wear any jewellery whilst doing this mud run. You know, mud run are, 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 are very established and obviously a lot of the obstacles and courses are, are, are tricky and they, they didn't want anything getting caught. So you weren't allowed to wear any jewellery. So I knew that I would have to take my wedding ring and engagement ring off um for that and I kind of knew that was coming and I think in my mind I thought do you know what I'm going to take it off then and I'm going to I'm going to to leave it off and my 40th was in the April so I asked my dad to buy me a ring for my left finger um, for those of you watching on, on YouTube, you can see the ring that I now wear on my left finger because I didn't want to have nothing there because it, you feel naked, don't you? It's horrible when you take your wedding rings off and you're like, oh, it just feels wrong. You just have this constant like, oh, where have they gone? I've lost them. Because um, you never take them off, do you? So I, I kind of planned ahead a little bit and I, I took my engagement ring and my wedding ring off to do the mud run. And I never put my wedding ring back on. I now wear my engagement ring on my other hand with my eternity ring on my right hand. Um, and I always will. I know I always will. And I put my wedding ring with Simon's wedding ring in a, in a drawer in my bedroom where, where I've got a lot of the, the special belongings. 
because that's that's just what felt right for me you know and and people do different things they they have you know their their loved ones wedding rings resized and wear them with their own people have their own wedding rings made into something else or both wedding rings blended and made into something else or they wear both wedding rings on a chain around their neck there's so many things you can do these days um but I wanted our rings to be together in in the house and that's what I'd decided um and yes it felt weird I was very very honored I guess I felt very blessed to be married I love being married I just I really buy into it I'm not religious it's not a religious thing but just that partnership that togetherness that commitment that security um for me it's it's just such a wonderful thing to be a part of you know being married to someone and I was always so proud to say I was married and I loved calling Simon my husband you know and it was just it's those little things isn't it and when you take off your wedding ring and you acknowledge the fact that you are no longer married not out of choice I felt like I wanted to say to people I, you know, I haven't, I haven't left him. I'm not divorced. Not there's any shame in that at all. But I guess I wanted people to understand what had happened to me and why I wasn't married. You know, and 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 it's the same with everything. I think in the early days of your loss, isn't it? You want you want people to know what's happened. You want to explain your situation because you don't want people making assumptions or or judgments. Um, and I very much wanted to kind of wear that that banner, I suppose, around my neck that kind of goes, I'm widowed, I'm widowed, you know, like it explains why I'm here on my own, it explains why I'm not wearing my wedding ring. Not that anyone needs to explain, I'm not saying that, you know, please don't take out of this that I think it's terrible if you're a single parent, if you're not married, if you've got divorced. I really don't. I really don't. Just for me in my journey and what I felt, that's that's what I felt. And, and, and it was really hard for me to come to terms with that in my own mind. And it took a very, very long time. It re- and I'm, I mean, like years took a long time. Um, so so I, I, I did that with my rings. The clothes I did, I can't remember exactly when, but I want to say sort of six to eight months in, um, I just had this internal desire to do it. It was kind of hanging over me. Um, I knew it was going to have to be done. And for me, I felt like not doing it was just putting off the inevitable. And I'm not very good at that. You know, if if something needs doing and it's it's it starts to weigh down on me, I'm like, right, let's just let's just do this. Let's just get this done because I know it has to be done um, for me. You, you know, and I'm not saying everyone it, it, it didn't have to be done for any other reason than the, the way I was feeling within myself. So I asked my mum to have my girls because I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't want to. Um, have to hold myself together. I didn't want to have to run anything by anyone. I had asked to his mum and his brother what they'd wanted of his stuff. Um, I knew what I wanted to keep for myself and the girls. Um, I'd, I'd given things to friends, um, you know, some of Simon's close friends that wanted some of his stuff. We'd had some of his shirts made into pillows, cushions. Um, so I'd, I'd kind of done that thing in preparation for it my mum came and took the girls and I had a day and it was horrendous it was horrendous I was just going through everything 
his shoes, his slippers, his toothbrush, his, you know, bathroom toiletries, um, his clothes, his pants, his socks, his pyjamas. Oh, my God. It, even talking about it just brings up this emotion inside of me. And I, I, I put on my music. I put on my Simon music. I got his ashes out. I sobbed my heart out. It was so hard, but I needed to do that. And that's why I wanted to be on my own because I didn't want to have to hold myself together. I wanted to be able to scream and cry and sob. And I did. And I did. And it was exhausting. And the, the one thing that really stands out to me is I remember because I kind of put all of his, his shoes in a bag. I put all of his clothes, you know, the ones I wanted to keep, like I, I kept but the ones that I knew nobody was going to wear again, I bagged them all up um, and I was giving them to a friend who lived in another county because I wanted them to go to charity. But I didn't want to be seeing other people in clothes or clothes like his and wondering, oh, my God, is that Simon? So I just thought if they're in another county, I'm not going to have those thoughts. So a friend took them who lives away and 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 did that. So that that was that. So I, I bagged everything up. But nobody's going to want his pants and socks, are they? You, you know, nobody wants secondhand pants and socks. So I remember picking up all his, his boxer shorts um, and his socks and walking downstairs and outside to the green weavy bin and I lifted the lid up and I remember just being stood there and it just felt so wrong. It felt awful and I was stood there for a minute thinking I can't do this I can't just put him in the green wheelie bin outside these were my husband's yes they, it was his underwear but it was his and I was just throwing them away Can't you know if somebody walked past well, she's just throwing away some stuff and god it was so much bigger than that and I had this moment where I I was sobbing and I thought I can't do this I can't throw them away with such disregard and I took a moment and I had to compose myself and I thought, Karen, he's gone. Just because you're throwing his his pants and his socks away doesn't mean that you don't love him, doesn't mean that you're disrespecting him. You're being practical. And I had to go into a very practical mindset of Simon wouldn't care. He'd be laughing at you stood here crying by a wheelie bin <laughs> with his underwear. And he'd be telling you, just get rid of them. Simon wasn't a very materialistic person. He didn't care much for stuff. Um, and so I had to have this, this conversation in my head that kind of went, just do it. Because what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Keep them. You're not going to wear them. I did keep a couple of pairs of his socks, um, not his pants. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe some of you have kept their pants and you wear them. I don't know. Maybe that's not weird. Um, but I, I, I just had to do it. I just had to do it. And I threw them in and I pulled the lid down. I went back inside and sobbed some more. Isn't it mad? how those things that mean nothing in their life. I mean, honestly, I, 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 I wouldn't have thought twice about any of his boxer shorts or his socks as, as anything meaningful. Um, you wash them, you put them away and that's it. And then all of a sudden they die and these things become important. And then we've got to do something with them and it's really hard. So that was tough. That was really tough. But, you, you know, I just, I knew it had to be done. I knew I had to make a decision and I did. 
But, you know, I still have some of his clothes. I still have his suit, his best suit. Again, I don't really know why, because it was tailor-made for him for his best friend's wedding. You know, I've got two girls. No one's going to wear it. I don't really know why I've kept it, but I have. I've still got his dressing gown on the back of my bedroom door. Now, I'm in a new relationship now with Andy and have been for for over two years. Um, And I still have Simon's dressing gown. Simon, actually, his ashes are still in my bedroom in the cupboard and when I tell people I get different responses they're like no he's not really and people are in disbelief and they're like oh okay and um you know and others will go okay that's okay and and you know for a long time it kind of ate me up the fact that I still had his ashes but I've made my peace with it. I'm doing what feels right for me. This is what I need. I I I need it. I'm not ready to get rid of them. I haven't been ready to get rid of them. And I like having them. Um, I can't see them, but I know they're there. I know he's there. I like his dressing gown there. You know, I've still got a bottle of his aftershave. It's now in the fridge because apparently it keeps better in the fridge. So I've kept barely even spray it, but I've got it. Um, and it's, it's just, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's keeping what feels good, isn't it? You, you know, like like I've still got his his hat. His it's, it's like a, a, a straw hat that he bought me on holiday, and it was kept in the caravan. And I've got a new caravan now than the one I had with Simon. But his hat, there's a peg for it, and it's hung up on one of the walls in the caravan, and and it will always be there because there's some things that just remind you and connect you to your person in such a wonderful way that almost makes you smile from the inside and go, you're here, you're still with us. That was yours. And, and you, you know, there's still a part of you that comes on, on our journeys and our travels and there's reminders and, and I need those. I need those. Um, so I have that. And I think it's important for the girls as well, but a lot of his stuff has gone and 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 I did clear it out I kept a pair of his flip-flops in the old caravan but when we changed over to the new one I thought do you know what I'm no I'm going to I'm going to move these out of the caravan the hats enough because it felt right it just felt right you know and this is what you have to remember is you will know when the time is right for you to do whatever it is you need to do whether that's days, weeks, months, or years, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that you recognize whether the, the things you're holding on to are adding some comfort, making you feel connected to your person, and, and you know bringing a smile to your face when you look at them, or whether they're prolonging the pain. You know, when you open that cupboard and see their clothes, is it like a stab in the heart? When you open your front door and their shoes are still there, does it make you feel sick? When you go to bed at night and you see their toothbrush still in the pot in the bathroom, does it just bring this overwhelming sadness and then you can't sleep at night? We've really got to create awareness around what feels good, what doesn't, what helps our our healing journey and what hinders it. And we've got to be brutally honest with ourselves. It's not easy to go, do you know what? That's actually causing me more discomfort. So I need to move it. We don't, that's not what we want to do because we're connected to, to that thing because it connects us to our person. I have to say, as much as I was, you know, I agonized over having a clear out of Simon's things and and I felt like I was clearing him out and and getting rid of 
any evidence of his existence. It was also quite freeing and quite cathartic. And I felt a little bit lighter afterwards. Because with everything in grief, it's painful and we have to feel the pain. We have to move through it. And putting things off that causes pain is is prolonging the pain. And that's not what we want to do. We have to allow space for the good to come into our lives because there is still good out there. There is 100% still good out there. And, And sometimes clinging on to the past is preventing us from seeing the good or creating that space to allow in what is good that wants to come in because we're still so attached to to what was. So it's just asking yourselves that, that question, you know, start with things that are the least sentimental, start with things that matter the least that you can maybe put away. Maybe there's a pair of shoes under the cupboards that every time you open the door, you see them and you're like, oh, that that hurts. That Can you just put all the shoes in a bag and maybe put them in the spare room or under a bed or in the loft or in the garage or whatever space you've got where you're not going to see them all the time, but you still know they're there. They're still there. You haven't got rid of them. And, And just slowly but surely, step by step, move things out of the way. If that feels okay, then you'll know in time that you can maybe get rid of them and, and give them away or, or throw them away. Um, it, it's just taking it step by step, being gentle with yourself. I took quite drastic action and I, I, I did it the way I did it because that was what was right for me. I did keep a lot of stuff um, that I have gradually kind of thrown out over time, you know, things you go, I don't really know why I kept that. So I'm just going to put that in the bin, things that kind of become less significant over time. Um, I did buy a cupboard to go in my office in the house that was filled with all of his stuff, his work bag, um, lots of pictures, um, his computer. Oh, I can't, that was just so, it was just full of so much stuff. All the stuff we got, the funeral, the letters, the cards, um, a lot It was like our Simon place. And every time we wanted to feel connected to him, we would open up the cupboard. We would get out. We would have a look. We would read through things. But I I noticed through lockdown and as as time had moved on that we were using it less and less. And so now what I've done is I've boxed it all up. I've wrapped it all up nicely and I've put it in the loft because I don't want to get rid of it. I don't think I'll ever want to get rid of any of that stuff. But I don't need it there anymore. And I was ready to take that next step. So it's just being kind to yourself, doing things as you can, as you feel ready, you know, and if you start doing it, and you go, oh, no, I can't, that just doesn't feel right, then don't leave it. Don't put yourself under pressure. There is absolutely no pressure to be under here. You are the only one putting yourself under pressure. You might have some family and friends saying you should do this, you should do that. doesn't matter. That's, that's it. They can say that. They can say that. doesn't matter. That's their perception. But you've got to deal with your reality. So just, you know, really create that awareness, feel what things are doing for you. And, you know, when the time's right, keep what feels good and say thank you to what you no longer need. Because it did serve a purpose and and it's not that we're getting rid of it. It's just saying, do you know what? Thank you. That was good when we needed it. Now we don't. I'm creating space for other stuff in my new life creating my new normal and and not giving yourself a a hard time for it you probably will because it is hard and that's okay but but you know if if you pick the right time and you're not doing it at a time when you feel under pressure 
that that will lessen the guilt for you and you know taking it step by step but also asking for help if if there's things that you feel you can't do but you know they're hurting you maybe their toothbrush maybe their slippers by the bed you know could you say to a trusted friend or family member look I need some help. I can't physically do it, but I know it's not helping me. But please, could you go and remove the toothbrush? Please, could you take the slippers? Please, could you remove the dressing gown from the back of the door? What, whatever it is that's causing you more anguish, just ask somebody to help you and just take it out of the house. Don't ask them what they're doing with it. Just say, I just, can you please just take it away? Because I, I, I need to do it, but I can't physically do it myself. People will help you. People will do that for you. Again, at your own pace, in your own time. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, just lean into your own needs, your own desires, your own instincts. And I say this all the time. We all know how to do this. We all know what is right for us instinctively, but we stop listening because we we start questioning ourselves, we judge ourselves, we criticize ourselves, we lose our confidence, our self-esteem. We don't know where we fit in in the world anymore. So we're constantly kind of asking, is, is this right? Is this wrong? What am I doing? Should I be doing this differently? Because you, you are thrown into a world that you don't recognize, you don't understand that you know nothing about and you feel very vulnerable in it. So it's only normal that we question ourselves. But recognize that acknowledge it and then say do you know what? i i don't my brain maybe can't quite fathom all of this and that's okay but instinctively i know what i need i know what feels right i know what what feels wrong i know when i feel ready for something and i know when i don't and that's all you need to know there's there is no right or wrong way of doing this so lean into that trust yourself and be guided by your own desires your own feelings your own emotions and it's interesting because if you don't know and you ask somebody for advice <laughs> if you're happy with the advice they gave you and, and you agree and you you kind of go oh yeah okay cool that tells you that's what you wanted okay that that kind of reinforms that validates your 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 instinctive desire because somebody is telling you yeah, that's good. And you're going, yes, okay, I was right. Great. If you ask somebody for their advice and they tell you something you don't want to hear and you find yourself going, oh, no, 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 that's not, no, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel right. That also gives you your answer because it tells you what you're instinctively not wanting. Do you see what I mean? Simon always used to say to me, advice is only good advice if it's what you want to hear. And it's so true. It's so true. And other people's advice can do well in guiding us. Because if we agree with it, that, that means that's our instinct is to kind of do that thing. If we don't agree with it, it means our instinct is not to do that thing. And that's not right for us. So it kind of, it gives you an answer. It gives you an answer, whichever way you look at it. Anyway, do what you need to do. Find your own way in this. And just know that your person lives on in you and always will. That love will continue forever. That connection will continue forever. They are going to remain a very important part of your life. And whether you keep their clothes or not, you, you wear their wedding ring or not, you keep the toothbrush or not. It doesn't change the fact that in your heart, 
they will always live. And they continue to live within you because you are who you are because you had them in your life. And they will go forward with you with whatever you choose to do for the rest of your life, regardless of what you do or don't do with their stuff. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than stuff. And that would be my overriding message. It's nice to keep things. Of course it is. And I've got my things. I've still got Simon, essentially, because that's what I that's what I need. And that's what brings me comfort. But I know that if I lost those things or if those things went as well, he's still with me. He is still with me and he always will be with me because he has led me to this point in my life. I'm sending you all lots of love. I hope this has been helpful. And just remember, you know the way. Thank you so much for listening today on The Widow Podcast. If you would like to find out more about how I can help you, please visit my website, www.karensutton.co.uk. I would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future. So get in touch, let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief. I look forward to hearing from you.